this is Milan Milan. So I know, I know, I know, I know that we discussed that we were going to go over Revelation 4 and 5 today, right? And I asked you guys to read Revelation 1 through 5, and we were going to pick up at 4. However, we're going to take a break before we even get into Revelation again, right? Because there is an entire study on Revelation. But you know, as you read through your love letters, you're like, wait a minute, I didn't catch this the first time. Let me dig a little bit deeper into this. I'm kind of having one of those, right? So it's not a bad thing. It's an amazing thing for his word to continue to be uh, revealed and you learn new things. And so before I go over it, I want to be right in what I'm saying because I do not want to mislead anybody about anything. Um, Now, that's not to say that you shouldn't, you know, study on your own. What I'm saying is before I put anything out to be like, oh, this is what it is. Let me make sure. Let me do a deeper study. So that's all this is, is I'm studying it a little more closely before I just release any old thing because that's not my father's style and I'm his child so we do things in order so I respect him I love him and I'm definitely going to get it out God willing just not today what we're going to talk about you can see the title oh my goodness five crowns right now i do feel like we've talked about this in the past as well but let's get a little bit deeper with this all right so now we understand that our salvation is um depending on what we believe how we live our lives right who are we putting our trust in and we see that in Romans 10, um, starting at verse 9, it says that if you confess, so you have to make a confession with your mouth. It says that if you confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. All right, period. Now, that's what the scriptures say. And that's where we are with having salvation. It also goes on to say, For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, Whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. Okay? So those were, that was uh, Romans chapter 10, verses 9 through 11 is what we literally just went over. It's not works, but we're going to get over the things that you do are called works, right? Once you have salvation, okay? And what those things that you do um, earn you or not earn you now in the beginning when i first was like we get crowns i was honestly me i'm like super duper excited to know that my resting place for eternity is with my father 
And I'm sure a lot of you are the same. Like, you're just like, oops, take me out of here as long as I'm with my Savior, right? I'm okay. However, it is a, I don't know, I guess you can say a reward system. Depending on what you did, it's like, you know, the things that we do, it does not go unnoticed, right? And because our God is a just God, I would say it's possibly one of the reasons we have these right we have these crowns to look forward to now it's not that again it's not you doing this to have salvation you already have salvation after what we just read over in romans right this is from the things that you do in your life and i would say the closer and closer that you get to our father like just talking to him and um reading his word and prayer and uh uh worship this is gonna be like oh i'm I'm doing that like you know what i mean it's like i'm already doing that okay and you're gonna be rewarded so our love letters talk about five different crowns right five crowns and honestly Yes, you guessed it. That's why I have the name of the um, biz part. Five crowns, because we do get five crowns. Now, everybody is not going to get all five. Some might get five, some might get four, three, two, one. There you go. So it does depend on what you do. Again, you have salvation from Romans 10, 9 through 11. But what you do are considered works. And your works determine what your crown is or not what your crown won't be. Right? Did I say it right? You understand know what I'm saying? You either get one or you don't. You get two or three, four or five, or you don't. Okay? But it doesn't take away your salvation. I just really feel like I need to drive that home to whomever is listening. Um, the crowns does not equal salvation. Okay. This is, I would say, a bonus, right? And I'm excited. So, you understand that as a believer... When we are um, now no longer here, right, on this earth, there will be a judgment, right? There's always going to be a judgment. Believer or non-believer, there's a judgment. Believers face the Bema seat. Non-believers face the white throne judgment. And there's also a study on that that I will put it in the link. So... Being a believer, there is a judgment known as the Bema Seat. And at the Bema Seat is where you will be judged for your works here on earth. You will not take away your salvation. I'm going to quit saying that. I think I've drilled it in enough. The Bema Seat is based on your works that you've done here. Okay? So the Bible, our love letters... It talks about five crowns, and that's what we're about to get into. 
So, the Bema Seat, again, is basically the place that we as believers are going to be judged for the things we have done after following Yeshua. Um, They're going to be either revealed to determine whether they're good works or not good works. Okay. Um, Now, during the Greek Olympics of Paul's day, so the judge was sitting on the beam of seat, situated at the finish line, right? You heard that term? Run this race until it's over. So the beam of seat would, and this is in Paul's day, the judge would sit at the beam of seat and it was at the finish line. His judgment would determine who won the gold, who won the silver, who won the bronze, and so on, right? Now, not only does um, you get judged at the Bema Sea, um, to all those who cross the finish line, the Bema Sea is reserved for believers, those who have completed the race, so to speak. I'm doing air quotations. You can't see me, but I'm doing air quotations um, to determine their order um, in their crown all right so there is a crown of righteousness righteousness is a crown and that is for those who love his appearing okay so if you come you can find it in second timothy um four verse eight and those who study prophecy, those who basically dedicate themselves as watchmen on the wall, ready to give warning as soon as his, uh, he is appearing, they will receive the crowns of righteousness from the uh, righteous judge, right, our Savior, at the Bema Seat. So that is just one of the crowns. The crowns of righteousness is all of you believers who are studying prophecy, who love his appearing, and you're like trying to sound the alarm, like, look, 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 look at the things around you. Look, it's, he's, he's coming. Get ready, right? You're warning others to get ready. We don't have time to play. You get the crown of righteousness. Now, the crown of rejoicing is another one, right? And this is for soul winners. So the soul winners crown are those um, bought to Yeshua um, by us will be our crown of rejoicing. So you're going out and you telling people about Christ you're sowing fruit right good fruit and that person turns around and becomes a believer soul winner the crown of rejoicing in 1st Thessalonians 2 19 um, it says for what is our hope or joy or crown of rejoicing right it is not even you and the empress of our Lord Jesus Christ 
not his coming. 1 Thessalonians 2.20 says, For you are are our glory and joy. And Philippians 4.1 says, Therefore, my beloved and longed for brethren, my joy and crown. So stand fast in the Lord, beloved. And of course, that's all New King James Version. The third crown is the crown of glory. So the crown of glory is, I would say, like an elder or a pastor's crown, right? And it's given to a chief shepherd when he shall appear, but it is not for those who serve filthy things, right? Um, So not every pastor will receive this crown you hear me not every pastor is going to receive this crown um there are those who will fail the test of willing service willing service you hear that okay or those who set themselves up as lord over god's heritage they will not receive the crown instead be examples to their flocks or those who fail to feed their charges with God's word. So, yeah, not every pastor is going to get this crown. It's a crown of glory. And you can see this in 1 Peter 5, verses 2 through 4. It says, Shepherd the flock of God, which is among you, serving as overseers, not by compulsion, but willing, not for dishonest gain, but eagerly, nor for being lords over those entrusted to you, but examples to the flock. So, not every pass is going to get the crown of glory. The fourth crown is the crown of life. This is the uh, martyr, right? So the martyr's crown is mentioned twice, actually. Um, Blessed is the man that endures temptation, which is testing, right? For when he is tried at the judgment seat of Christ, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those that love him. Look in James 1 verse 12. It says, blessed is the man who endures temptation. For when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord promised to those who love him. Boom. Right there. So. Fear none of those things which had suffered behold the devil cast some of you into prison that you may be tried again tried as in tested and you shall have tribulation 10 days 
be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life. Now that one is in Revelation 2, verse 10. He literally says, Do not fear those things which you are about to suffer. Indeed, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison, that you may be tested, and you will have tribulation ten days. Be faithful unto death, and I will give you the crown of life. And understand that tribulation in this verse is lowercase tribulation. It is literally not the great tribulation. Please do not get that. Um, it, it don't don't misunderstand it. Okay. So it's mentioned twice, James 1.12, and also again in Revelation 2.10, you will get the crown of life. Um, you endure the test of the enemy, right? Satan, the devil. The fifth crown is the incorruptible crown. It's the victory. It's you having self-control. Amen. So this is the fifth crown that we're going to go ahead and talk about. And the fifth crown is in 1 Corinthians um, 9, 24 through 27. And actually, let me just go to that in the blue letter Bible. So what I say, 1 Corinthians 9, 24 through 27. Amen. And Ashley is titled Striving for a Crown in the Bible that I'm out of. So it says, do you not know that those who run a race all run, but one receives the prize? Such Run in such a way that you may obtain it. And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now... They do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable crown. Therefore, I run thus, not with uncertainty. Thus I fight, not as one who beats the air, but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. So, have self-control. You out here telling other people the best way to, you know, follow follow the word, you know, do what you're supposed to do, but you yourself don't have self-control. And actually, self-control is one of the fruits that we develop the closer that we um, have our relationship with our Father. It's definitely one of the fruits. And it's in Galatians, if you want to look at the fruits, Galatians 5, verse 22 and 23, list the fruits of the Spirit, all right? So as you are being cleansed, right, of things that are not of our Father, that is sanctification. You are developing the fruits of his Holy Spirit. Self-control is one of those fruits. And also, the incorruptible crown is because of your self-control. Amen. You see how everything all works together and it's literally just like the scripture goes, all things work together for those for good to those who love him. Right? So, it's just beautiful. Um, 
If we do not want to be ashamed, right, at his coming, <laughs> 1 John 2, 28, let us see to it that we keep our body under and live so that we shall secure a crown. Achieving victory means putting the flesh to death. Getting rid of our selfish desires, our bad habits, those bad attitudes, and any bad behavior that's going to put shame on us in front of our, our Father, right? So one of the places that the Bible, um, where the Bible has much to say, basically, about this um, is in Ephesians 4 through 6. And what 4 4 through 6 in Ephesians um, says, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling which you were called, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long-suffering, bearing with one another in love, in endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit um, been the bond of. All right. Ephesians 4 through 6. So it's Ephesians 4 verses 1 through 6. Therefore, the prisoner of the Lord beseech you to walk worthy of calling which you were called with all lowliness and gentleness, with long suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and father of all who is above all and through all and in you all. Okay. So those are the five crowns and you're going to see the casting of our crowns when we go into Revelation. In Revelation 4 verses 9 through 11. So if we look in Revelation verse chapter 4, sorry, and it's verse 9 through 11, it says, Whenever the living creatures give glory and honor to him and thanks to him who sits on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne saying you are worthy O lord to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things and by your will they exist and were created so do you guys see that everything how it all ties together i'm just going to close this out i'm going to continue to study revelation 4 and 5 because i definitely want us to get right into it but everything for me 
it's Holy Spirit led and I need more study on it before it is re-released <laughs> so we have five crowns to look forward to right there are five crowns the crown of righteousness again love for his appearing the crown of rejoicing soul winners the crown of glory crown of a pastor the crown of life which is martyr martyrdom and then the crown of the incorruptible crown which is victory having self-control so study these crowns study revelation (laughs) four and five well one through five right but we're gonna go over four and five and i'm presuming it is gonna be next week (laughs) so i love you guys and if there's anyone who has listened to this and they say well i kind of i think i want to learn more right about who the savior is what i would say is get in a space where you're alone when you don't have any distractions and you pray to our father something along like this father god i am a sinner I know that I have fallen short of your will for my life. I ask that you come into my heart and that you reveal who you are to me in a way that I will understand. And it's just that simple. That's not a salvation. That is not a salvation prayer. That is you inviting God into your life. You allowing him to show him who he is to you and what he will call you to do. Now, for salvation, you already know my favorite, favorite verses for salvation. And we went over it actually in the beginning, but I'm going to go over it once more. It says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart, one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. There is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon him. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So, if you want to be saved, if you want to truly know who he is, If you are just tired of living life for yourself and not want to try his way, 
and allow him to show you. Find a quiet place and you go into prayer. You confess your sin. You admit that you are a sinner and then you accept him into your heart. Once you accept him into your heart, you do have salvation. You believe that he died on the cross for you and that the work is finished. It's nothing else you need to do. You don't have to stop drinking so much or smoking so much or cursing or, I don't know, watching ungodly things. Um, He's not saying do that and then come to me. He's saying come to me. Let me cleanse you. Believe in the finished work that he did on the cross. Understand, we don't get salvation from anything that we do. We just went over these five crowns, but we don't get salvation because of these five crowns or because we do these things to earn these five crowns. We get salvation because our faith, our trust is in Yeshua and the finished work that he did on that cross. And that's it. We made him Lord of our lives. You do that, allow him to come in your heart and watch our father do what only he does because he is the only one who can do it. Change you, creating you a clean heart. I love you brothers and sisters and I pray that this message is well received on softened hearts until we meet next time. Shalom.